Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. 1800 453 106 is the number if you want to join us in the programme. Now, many teenagers in the Dublin 8 area are facing about a 15 hour commute each week. This is just to get to and from school. And Louise Fitzpatrick is from the uh, the D8 Secondary School Parents Group. Louise is with us on the line today. What's the backstory, Louise, to all of this, first of all? Uh, thanks a million, Andrea, for having us on. Mm. We, we really appreciate it. Um, look, the backstory goes back generations. So I won't, I won't talk you through um, how long this has been going on, because talking to people, it has been going on generations. There's always been an under-provision of secondary school places in the area. Um, it's only gotten worse in the last few generations when more schools have, have closed down. But recently, last year, Dr Joanne Mancini from Maynooth University um, created a report, published a report that showed how dire this under-provision is. And she did a great comparison to other areas of Dublin, where you can see that um, not only do we have much less school places available for kids in school now, that situation is only going to get worse. And despite numerous calls to numerous departments of education over the years, we keep getting told that that need is not big enough to warrant a new school, despite their own data showing it is. While in the meantime, in areas that have lots of lots of available schools and lots of available places, they use other data to show that they can justify new schools. So to be honest, we're seeing very hard done by. Um, uh, as you know, Dublin is a vibrant, growing community. Um, but you know, when we do compare ourselves to other suburbs, we do feel like uh, this is this is not really fair, and not really fair in our kids. So at the moment, like, what can you give us a, an idea of the the undercapacity that you're talking about? Like, how many students now roughly will be affected in this new school term? Yeah, so so at the moment, right there's there's what's called it's kind of an intake an intake ratio or an intake percentage. So in Dublin 8, 55% of kids in the area can get places in the area to go to secondary school. So 45% of kids who are in primary school need to leave the area to get a secondary school place. Um, now, this situation is only going to get worse. So by 2026, there will be a deficit of over 2,000 places. I think it's 2,135 or something like that, according to the Department of Education Statistics. So there will be a deficit of over, you know, over 2,000 places for kids in Dublin 8 um, where they will need to leave the area to get secondary school education. And I mentioned the 15 hours commuting, like if they have to leave their area, um, and I know that's something that many people around the country will, will be familiar with students doing. Yeah. How far though do they have to go or wh- where do they go then, so, to get to school? Yeah, so look, it really depends. That 15 hours, where that came from is when when we have brought this up with the department, and, and to be fair, previous campaigners in Dublin 8 were part of you know groups fighting for a new school. Um, in the mid 2000s, the Department of Education did come back with a solution for the Dublin 2468 area, where it identified a big deficit of numbers. Now that from our our modelling data, we could see that that deficit was greatest in, in Dublin 8. But the school that they provided for the Dublin 2468 area was in Sandy Mount, on the very edge of Dublin, out by the sea. And our response every time we ask and we talk about this under provision was, well, you know, we built your school. Well, why are you unhappy we built your school? It's all the way in Sandy Mount. So for Dublin 8, especially where I live um, in, in, on Inchcore, in Inchcore, Kilmainham, um, that commute would take 90 minutes for kids to get there. Now, there are kids doing that. And we've spoken to parents and kids whose kids are doing that commute. You know, two buses or, you know, a bus and a long walk or a long cycle. Um, 90 minutes each way to get to school. Like that's that's the government solution. That's what they're telling us. That that's why they're telling us. You know, basically, 
why are we complaining? They they built that solution mm. for us um, in 2017. Yeah, so we have a solution um, now, there. A lot of our kids are not going that far, to be fair. Um, but they are travelling. They are travelling distances outside of Dublin. Eight. You know, we hear kids going to Lucan, um, Tala, Rathfarnham, um, Rathgar, Rathmines. You know, they're they're going all over the city. But the big thing is they're going. They're 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 going everywhere because there isn't school places. So there's some schools in our area where in, in there was one class of 24 kids where the kids went to 11 different secondary schools this year. So there's no community being built up. All those childhood friends, you know, I you know I know from myself going to school, that's when, you know, primary school, secondary school, that's when you build up great, great mm-hmm. friendships, great community. The school is at the heart of the community. If you're asking, if you're asking um, kids to to break up with all their friends, you're really losing that sense of community. And for those kids themselves, their experience in secondary school is going to be very different. If you're having to get two buses every day to go to school, your after-school activities, your weekends, your summer holidays are going to be very different to those who have that, that friendship circle within their own community. Um, it's not that the, it's not just to clarify, Louise. It's not that um, the students or the parents are looking to send the kids to a particular school. It's just that there isn't there isn't a school. There's no capacity. There yeah, there is. There isn't school. There is no capacity. So look, there is there is obviously parents who want to send their kids to co-educational schools, to multi-denominational schools, and there's you know there is a lack of those schools specifically specifically multi-denominational. There is none in the area. So there is there is some issue about that. There is you know, um, certain schools or certain parents will want certain subjects for their kids. So so parental choice does come into it. But right now, we don't, we don't even have, have that choice. Like, if you look at other suburbs, you can make all of those choices on your doorstep. I want X type of patronage. I want X type of subjects. I want X focus. Right now, for most of our kids, they don't even have, have that choice in the first place. So it's really that choice is about how far am I willing to go to get that, not which of the schools on my doorstep can I get that, can I get that choice from. Um, Etna's with us as well, Louise, on the line. Etna, do your children have a big commute or how long is it? Um, yeah, hi, Andrea. Um, I was just, yeah, just to speak about the commuting aspect, we're we're also here, we're living in Kilmaine, I mean, the core area, and I feel slightly differently in that we're, we're, we're on the sort of Irish language um, piece. So the children, my two daughters, have attended the Gwale School here in Inchicore and... Um, I was just trying to think where are children going and they're going everywhere. The classes are completely scattered and those who are continuing to access Irish language education are actually going to, I've counted, four separate Gwail Colossus. The one we're going to is in Rathfarnham. Um, there's another one in Clandalkin, there's another one in Cabra and there's also um, Gwail Colossus in Lucan. So we are... I suppose city centre dwellers practically in Dublin mm. and the um, it is a very it, it is I mean obviously we're committed and we want to do this but it is difficult my second daughter is going into first year and she has just she's nearly 13 and we would be the older girl is going into junior search and we would be she gets up at half six and school starts at 20 which is quite early but the other side, they're kind of home a bit earlier and I suppose she's on a bus at 7.15 or 7.20 from Intercore College, takes the bus down to Leonard's Corner, picks up the 16 out to Rath Barnum and that's like for 12-year-olds. Um, it's a fairly, it, it is tiring for them. It's a long day. I mean, I did grow up in rural Ireland and the bus piece was very part of it. People came yeah. from long distances. But the only thing I would say was when we were in school, 
your local primary, we all just went to the secondary with the bus and we just got up, the bus came and that was it. So in Dublin, it's very fragmented and even if you're continuing with Irish language, um, you're not necessarily going to be doing that with um, your friends because they are going, literally, I've I've kind of counted up there, I was trying to think, where are, the, where are they all? And even the ones going on to Irish language are actually going to four separate Mm. It's an interesting point that around the separation of the primary school and I think Louise there mentioned about 11 different schools I think that that some uh, from the primary class are moving on to. Mitch is with us as well. Mitch, you're a teacher in the area. Are many of the children commuting or how long are they commuting? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm teaching in Dublin 4, but we would have students commuting from Dublin 8 and other postcodes. So in, in, in a normal classroom, I'd have local kids and also kids who are commuting. And I suppose when it comes to crunch time at sixth year, fifth and sixth year, when the demands of studying are, are upped, um, it's those kids who are commuting. It's a, it's a long year, I suppose, leaving their year. And uh, over time, you can see the disparity between the kids who have the, the, the local walk or sites, short cycle versus those students who are commuting over an hour, an hour to get to school. You can, it's, quite, it's quite easy to see the, the differentiation between the two cohorts. Um, and if I looked at junior cycle, I suppose, uh, for second, third year students, you're seeing kids who are commuting, who have kind of friendships smattered all across the city. They might live in one postcode and have friends there and have made friends in the school. And they're, they're, they're tra- even commuting at weekends just to meet up with their friends. But what I've seen in the last few years, probably coming out of COVID, is probably kids not doing the commute as much to meet up with friends and that and just going on their screen to 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 uh, be the basis of their kind of social interaction. And I suppose uh, you've probably seen in the media lately the impact of, you know, extended periods of time on social media and the and the impact it has on on the health of kids so uh yeah my years teaching in, in that school in Dublin 4 since 2010 uh, i suppose at leaving cert which is i suppose the end game for all students and the importance of that exam those who are commuting are are seriously at a disadvantage because you're asking students who've spent an hour or more coming into mm. school in the morning and then head off now for an hour or more and then hit the books versus maybe a student who, who has a 10-minute walk to school who, you know, they're an hour up on their study already and that kid is just arriving home to have something to eat before hitting the books. So it is a big ask. And Are you there, Mitch? Did you drop? Yeah, no, you're back. Yeah, it's it's um a lot of people actually getting in touch about this. But there is a text who says, I'm in rural Ireland, 15 hours is normal. My kids get the bus 7.40, 7.50 for school. They're in at nine, home around five or ten past five. School is actually longer than the working day in some areas, says this texter. Patrick Costello was a Green Party TD for uh, Dublin South Central. Um, is there anything, Patrick, that the department can do? Yeah, I think there's lots of the department can do. Um, a lot of this is based on a decision-making uh, algorithm, essentially a, a framework that the department use. And that's just not working right now. So one of the things it fails to account for um, when it was changed back in 2010 was existing areas of under-provision. So they're getting better at predicting where... Uh, people are going to be living where developments are happening and, and future school demand. But what we're seeing is huge problems in areas that were uh, historically 
had a lack of provision. So if you look at Dublin 8, um, the, the intake ratio for Dublin 8 is 55%. That means only 55% of the children in that area go to school in that area. If you look at other parts of the city, so Booterstown Black Rock has an intake ratio of 325%. So over in Booterstown Black Rock, most children are coming into that area to go to school. And the thing is, there was a new school from the Department of Greed in the last, uh, uh, in, the re- in recent years mm. for that area, despite having that huge number. So there's a, there's a way that they calculate the numbers is quite simply broken. And that needs to change. And they need a concrete plan to look at that under provision. And, and the thing is, again, when you look at some of the... The, the way they make their numbers. When I've raised this uh, in the Dáil Chamber, the response I got was that you need at least 600 new pupils to consider opening a new school. But we know from numbers um, in various reports from the Department of Education that there's 651 extra students. And that's, that's a soft okay. number. I think the real number is higher. It's 651 extra students is, which would qualify for a school under the department's own numbers. And yet they're not opening mm. it. L- Equally, other, other, I'll just finish on this point, sorry. Other areas with numbers as low as 200 extra pupils were getting a new air, a school. Uh, Goatstown, which had, I think, about 450 extra pupils, got a new school. So there's, there's, there, there's an arbitrariness or an inconsistency in how decision-making okay. is made. And just it let fails me, to account for existing under provision. Got a quick uh, final point, Louise, just from yourself on this. Like, what is it now that you want the Department of Education and Norma Foley to do? First of all, to meet us would be fantastic and to address those points that Patrick has, has, has just made there and um, explain the model um, and why it's not working for us. Because we do get, we get the same and, and Patrick uh, has, has represented us in the Dáil um, and Mary Siri Kearney as well in the Shannon. And we keep getting the same responses back again about this, this modelling system. But all of the data that they presented us shows the model is broken. So our first, our first ask would be a meeting with Minister Foley to explain this to us and then ultimately we want her to provide us with a new school um, that meets the needs of, of the students in this in this growing area. Um, well, you know, right now, right now we're not fighting over what type of school. Right now we just want another school. Yeah, take any school start, nearly. Then we can start the argument. Yeah, what about what, what shape or what, uh, yeah, what, what, what look it might have, I suppose. Um, yeah, the, quite a few people getting in touch. I think it is definitely worth something we'll come back to again. If this is an issue in your own area, you can drop me an email. It's lunchtime live at newstalk.com. Louise Fitzpatrick from the Dublin 8 Secondary School Parents Group. Ethna Mitch, uh, Patrick Costello, Green Party TD. Thanks for joining us on the programme today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.